only the most broken people. Can be great leaders. His people did not call him General or King. They called him Kukul Khan, the Feather Serpent God. Killing him will risk eternal war. He's coming for the surface world. What you whisper. They have lost the protector. Now is our time to strike. Show them. And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our non-spoiler review for... Marvel Studios' Black Panther Wakanda Forever. As always, I'm joined by some special guests from the Cinemania World team. First, we have from Geekly Goods, we have Leo. Leo, hello. How are you? Hey, dude. I'm doing well. I'm excited to talk about this. I've been wanting to talk about this with friends since the 7th, so I'm happy that we've all seen it. We can chat about it because, man, look. I'm talking top MCU of all time for me per- personally. One of the top. I'm. I love this movie, and I cannot wait to dig into it. Yeah, man, I'm super excited to get into it with you. I've been I've been texting you all week about the movie because um, I because I have I have I had everything muted completely muted. Um, but I'm I'm super excited to get into the review today. Uh, we are also joined from the Cinematic World team and the Film Posers podcast. We have Josie. Josie, hello, welcome back. How are you? Hello, hello. Thank you for having me back. And thank you for having me on this review. I am very excited because I, I actually saw Leo's reaction on TikTok mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, we need to do a review. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all, everybody's on TikTok except me. I'll just be, I'll just be chilling, man. Get on the tea, baby. <laughs> I mean, my account was private for the most part because, well, I, I just go to TikTok for just to be silly, not to do anything serious but now i'm like damn twitter is failing us so am i about to become Yo, <laughs> like twitter. leo and all these <laughs> film twitter people jumping ship <laughs> no your tiktoks are hilarious though oh thank you i didn't even try anyway so um all right it's everyone we are username. getting we are getting into black panther wakanda forever yes. long-awaited film we had the amazing first movie back in 2018 this is a whole Four years later, uh, we did have to go through. Obviously, we had to talk. We have to talk about the unfortunate, tra- uh, tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman, and that's another reason. One of the main reasons why this movie is so important, and why it's been such a big deal leading up to the film. Uh, you know, from the trailers at Comic Con, I remember being at Comic Con for that first trailer and the panel. One of my favorite moments of that weekend was just the entire Black Panther panel with the uh, with the cast and they obviously like this was a tough a tough situation for them uh you know you have fans who are on on two opposite sides of each other kind of bickering back and forth regarding like recast T'Challa or don't recast T'Challa we had that going on leading up to this film just a lot of stuff around the movie that was going on but it's finally here and it's kind of crazy that it's finally out this weekend it's a two hour and 41 minute movie one of marvel's longest movies uh probably because there's there was just so much to tackle in this film but we'll get into all of that 
But uh, as per usual, it was directed once again by Ryan Coogler and is written by Ryan Coogler as well as Joe Robert Cole. And it follows the story. This is per IMDb. The people of Wakanda fight to protect their home from intervening world powers as they mourn the death of King T'Challa. So we the cast is an amazing ensemble, a packed ensemble. We have Letitia Wright, Lupita Nyong'o, Denai Guerrera, Winston Duke, Angela Bassett, Notch Huerta. We have Martin Freeman. We have Dominique Thorne. We have Michaela Cole. Just a stacked, stacked, stacked ensemble for the movie. But before we get into everything, as always, as we start on these reviews, I like to go around, get everyone's kind of first initial thoughts on the movie. I will start with you, Leo. Your thoughts on Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Oh, man, I said it earlier, but I loved it. Um, I cried. I laughed. I really enjoyed this movie. I admit, first coming out of it, I had a lot of issues finding something wrong with it to be honest with you Mm -hmm. i was really hyped up i went to see it with my cousin who's like a huge mcu fan and he's been a little let down by phase four but he really loved this movie and we saw the first black panther together we were gonna go this weekend but unfortunately covid struck so but i Mm -hmm. really really loved it man i mean i think it handled those the themes of grief loss vengeance very very well i think that it's probably one of the best shot marvel movies period i mean Mm -hmm. the cinematography is gorgeous i'll let josie talk about the underwater cinematography but i loved how it was shot (laughs) i loved the decision that they made with the black panther and man we really i mean there's gotta at least be a nomination in there for for uh angela bassett she was amazing as queen ramonda in this movie i mean uh, seriously a movie stealer her and namor Mm. were fantastic i mean the two best of the film and it was just crazy how how many lines of dialogue were so from the heart from her. Like, she mm-hmm. just delivers so well as Queen Ramonda in this movie. Every little piece of advice or, or, or powerful scene or the face-to-face interactions with Namor, I mean, just so good. And Namor, I mean, wow, I was very impressed. I thought he had a great presence. I thought he was... He, he he was a little killmonger-ish in the sense that I could understand and empathize a bit, but he was just taking it too far. So I love mm-hmm. that we have another villain that you can empathize with a little, but still it's just a little on the extreme side. But I really enjoyed Namor. I want to see so much more of that character. Uh, I Man, I can go on and on, but those are just my quick initial thoughts. Walked out loving it, man, and... Took me a couple of days to figure out some wrong, some things I didn't like, but we'll get to that. Oh, for sure, for sure. I think I think uh, it's a, it's a testament to what you said to Ryan Coogler regarding it was Killmongerish of Namor. I think that's what makes Ryan Coogler such a great director in so many ways is is his his, his way of handling the villain kind of role in the movie. And I kind of feel weird calling Namor a villain. But just like the yeah. that, because I I felt weird calling Killmonger a villain too. But mm-hmm. I think that's just what why he's so great because he's able to make those opposing the antagonists of the of of his movies so relatable and so kind of understood and vulnerable. I think that's a, a testament to his his craft. Yeah, they're more misunderstood characters. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think he. I think that's that's just one thing that he does so great. Uh, okay, let's go to you, Jersey. Your um, Josie. Your your initial thoughts. <laughs> that's a, I called you Jersey, Jersey. Shore. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I have a coworker late. that keeps thinking I live in Jersey when I live in Brooklyn, but that's it's okay. Late. It's, late <laughs> it's just it's late. Um, um, okay. Well, your thoughts on Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I'm on the same wavelength. I wish I wish I could be on the other on the other end, just so I could bring some drama to the episode and this review. But <laughs> I I loved it too. I I give it four point five out of five because I would have given it five. But it does have its issues. I don't think it's a perfect film, but I genuinely love it. It was one of those films that when I um first was able to see it. I knew I had a responsibility as one of the early reactions to be mindful of what I said because I didn't want to overhype it because you know that when people start overhyping, it just all goes to shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
So for this one, especially being a sequel to Black Panther, everything that had happened, uh, the legacy it had and everything it needed to uphold, I was like, okay, how am I going to phrase this? I didn't want to be dishonest because I genuinely loved it. So I just kept being like, make, like being super adamant, like, hey, this is a great film <laughs> in my opinion for me, for my personal taste. So if you relate to my taste, then you're, you're in good hands. But I personally really enjoyed it especially the subtext that actually feels a lot their overtones more than um, undertones when it comes to colonization. And I was able mm-hmm. to read uh, Ryan Coogler's uh, interview. I forget if it was with Vanity Fair or with Vogue, but about how they wanted to discuss colonization from another perspective. So they went to a different culture and I think they did a really good job. Everything with Talocan and Namor and Tenoch Huerta and all the cast uh, representing that side of the narrative was very genuine and well done and I mean a lot of us are loving it also how can I mean my god it has underwater shots which I'm a sucker for <laughs> <laughs> but also a lot of the beach scenes are Ooh, Puerto yeah. Rico so how how can I be meat cruel to this film <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I love the the use. I just want to touch one thing. I want to touch on is that for four years, you know, one of the big kind of debates coming off that first movie was definitely the third act and how like it felt like just a budget in a way. And that first movie just went out the window in the third act. Um, I think this time around, uh, it's definitely they definitely just put more kind of behind the film as far as like making it look really good and feel very authentic and stuff there's a couple of things obviously that we that doesn't quite work here regarding like just characters and and stuff like that i had a big like i had a big discussion um in in one of my group chats regarding the suits in these movies like the superhero suits and um they're kind of rough in some of these some of these hold characters. Hold on now, but, hold I on mean, now. Oh Are we boy. talking specifically, bro? <laughs> I mean, no spoilers, but I'm just gonna say a Koye. That's it, and then like Ironheart, just fuck. <gasps> wow, <laughs> that's all I'm wow, saying. I'm signing out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my initial thoughts for the movie, um, I I left the movie very. Uh, very just kind of blown away by it all. Uh, it's a lot to take in as a film, and the runtime. I don't. I, I don't want to say that it's like it's like it's too long or anything like that. But the runtime is definitely felt by the end of it, especially for me. For me, because I stayed through the entire credits. Uh, I knew there wasn't a post credit scene, but I just stayed there so I could just like gather all my thoughts. Uh, but in the end, I thought the movie was was beautiful. I thought it was a very, very powerful film. Um, I loved all the performances. I think Angela Bassett was great. But one performance that I didn't see a lot of kind of praise for, but I thought was even even more great, uh, you know, kind of at the par of Angela Bassett was Letitia Wright's performance uh, in here. Uh, I just thought she was really, really, really mm-hmm. good. Uh, in this film and she and you can kind of see like her evolution as an actress as well from the first movie to this and she had a lot to do a lot put on her plate out of nowhere too with everything that happened with Chadwick and I thought what they went as far as her direction and kind of changing up a little bit of what it means to be Black Panther you know by the end of the movie and kind of like the the way they kind of they kind of say you have to set your own kind of path. I really just appreciated all that because going into the movie, like the big discussion for everyone uh, who everyone, because obviously the people who are anti not recasting Ch- uh, Chad, you know, to, uh, to, for T'Challa, they were like, when they, when it kind of sets in that Shuri is going to be the, the black Panther leading it, you know, for the marketing in the movie, uh everyone is just like oh you know well why shuri at all these characters who can fight that was the big thing that just kept bothering me was this whole training stuff 
It's like, oh, sure, he has to train. And I don't understand that obsession. Like, I just really don't get it. I feel like a lot of heroes, you just kind of, you know, you see them as a hero and you kind of accept it and stuff. And, you know, I I barely even saw any, like, I I didn't even see the same thing when it came to Natalie Portman's store. She's kind of like, you know, she's store now and she just, you can fight now. You know, it's comic book movies. I don't need, like, a montage of Shuri, like, doing all that doing like acrobatics for you to believe that i mean come on like she fought a little bit in the first movie she has her own kind of weapons and technology exactly she's been trained in wakanda wakandan uh, skills and warrior art warrior skills i mean come on do we really need to have a training montage yeah she's been trained as a kid i'm sure there's people who went into this movie with their with their own kind of their own kind of ideology of what who should be Black Panther. Everyone was like, oh, in Baku and this person and that person. But I thought by the end of the movie, I thought the way they did everything, I thought it was great because it's not like the movie, we're not gonna do any spoilers here, but it's like it's not like what happens in the movies like when it starts, it's like Shuri's the Black Panther, boom, here it is. You know, they kind of it's a it's a buildup. It's like and it feels earned by the end to me with how they did it and stuff. And I just, I, I, I thought it was, I thought they had a hard, hard, hard task ahead of them when it came just with just the planning of the movie, what they were going to do. I think, but I think by like with how they handled everything and accomplished everything, I think it was all done really, really well. Uh, Ryan Coogler, I think might be my favorite MCU director right now. Cause he just feels like he, has his own kind of flavor when it comes to these movies. Like there's times in this movie. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's like times in this movie where I don't even feel like I'm in an MCU movie. And that's how I felt in the first Black Panther. Obviously there's things, which I can't wait for the spoiler review, because there's things that remind you that, hey, it's the MCU. And I'm like, why did you need to be in here? But besides all that, I just think he does really well at just crafting a movie, not just like an MCU film, crafting a film in general. And I think I think he was he's like he's probably my favorite MCU director right now. I thought I just think his direction is great. Um but yeah just performances and all that stuff was just really, really good. But um Leah, I'll go back to you I'll go back to you. Like what were like the main things that were really, really hitting for you um before we get into like any negatives at all? Well, yeah, definitely Queen Ramonda. I mean, Shuri, you bring up great points with Letitia. She was great in this in this role. Uh, and you're right. You could see her acting evolution. Like, she really, from the first to this one, I mean, having watched the first one and then this one, I mean, you know, she kind of had this, like, kiddish charm in the first one. But mm-hmm. it takes some real chops to really portray grief that way. And you could tell it also came from deep down in the heart. So, very, very well done there. Uh, something I'm not seeing a lot of, and I think it's just because there's a lot going on in this movie, is Riri Williams. I think she was great, oh, I agree, yeah. honestly. I think she had really good energy, and I'm not going to say that she it has a similar personality to Spider-Man, but she has that similar kind of charm, like that similar like kiddish youth energy that's just really refreshing to follow. She yeah. has good comedic timing. She had great chemistry with the other cast members. I really liked her in this movie, and I think she's going to be a big standout in the next phase. Love Decoye. I mean, Denai Guerrero did a great job again. Uh, I love the, the inclusion of the Dora Milaje in this and how much we do see them. You know, these shots walking into the throne room and you see them on the side just ready to go. Mm-hmm. Love that, man. I mean, I just I, I love this movie and. I, I'm gonna I'm have to disagree with you, man. I like the suits. I liked Ironheart suit. I Ooh. liked the Black Panther suit. Ooh, that thing was um, the suit I even like the Okoye suit. Okay, Ooh. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I even like that. I had too. no problem with the suits. Ooh, See, See? JoJo know what's up. But uh, I liked a lot of the movie, uh, and I, I just I think it's beautifully shot as well. And I, I really. Like you said, man, I got lost in this movie thinking, heck, this is a Marvel movie. I kind of sunk into it, forgetting it was Marvel in a couple of mm-hmm. areas. So they did a very good job of creating and giving it its own voice here. Yeah, I 100%, 100% agree. I uh, also thought the way the... So one thing I really, really liked, what hits for me, is they have a lot of great callbacks to the first movie. 
Um, and probably because I watched the first one today, like earlier this morning, uh, they have a great, like just great callbacks. Like, I, I don't want to get into everything, but I, I just love all the little nuances from like, if you are, uh, if you've watched the first one a thousand times, you'll, you'll catch them all and mm-hmm. stuff. And I think that was all really great. Like one thing that I do want to touch on, cause it's like, if you remember how the first movie opens with kind of like the whole, like it, it starts with, uh, starts off with the kid and he, and mm-hmm. the kids like Baba tell me a story. This one starts off kind of like that, but it's darker and it's just a really haunting opening the way it starts. And um, you go right into it too. There's none of that rigmarole with Marvel and, Oh, Hey, it's 10 years. Marvel There's none of that. It starts, it goes right into it and it's dark and it's bleak and uh it's serious too and i think this movie like was this this is definitely the movie that i needed after this phase four um i don't dislike phase four i think there's definitely a lot of good things about phase four when it comes to the movie side the tv side Mm, but you know the movie (laughs) side like there's a lot of good good with as far as that but i truth but i but i definitely i needed this and i'm really happy that this was what it was like I said, there's still some there's, there's MCU isms where you know that that wasn't Ryan. It was like someone told him to put that stuff in there, and I'm just like, dude, you know. I think I texted Leo. I was like, Leo, like, Duh. you know. But uh, I I think I was really happy to see like a, this MCU movie kind of go back to like Phase Two kind of MCU a little bit, um, and I really. I just enjoyed how serious the movie took itself. And there's still humor and stuff in the film, but the humor works. It's not poo poo pee pee humor. It's it it works really well. Yeah, so it's I like a Koi and 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 um Shuri, Riri, like bouncing like... off each other and Shuri and it's fun. And you know, I I wanna bring this up real quick and I'm sorry mm-hmm. I didn't bring it up in, a minute ago, but man, it really handles Chadwick's passing well. Yeah, agreed. Like very well. Agreed, yeah. Um yeah, I think the I think the uh, I, I I thought it's hard because it's it's really hard to kind of handle something like that with grace. And I think the way they do it is really really good. Uh, Josie, uh, going back to you, uh, same thing I asked Leo. What were some of the things that really hit for you during the film? Um, like where whether it was like performances or sequences or anything like that. Yeah, I'm going to say that I agree with everything you guys said. So veering on to a different path, mm-hmm. um, let me just talk about uh, Thanos Huerta. I really loved mm-hmm. his Namor mm-hmm. figure. I in more ways than one. Hey, no, <laughs> he was great. <laughs> no, he was great. I loved how it was essentially a character that just was so fiercely protective Mm -hmm. of his people which is mirroring killmonger with california and his upbringing and just in general like the united states and all those socio-political struggles and how he was asking for help of wakanda for Mm -hmm. his people and then we see that again with namor but it's different he's he's a lot more threatening (laughs) And he take oh, he yeah. doesn't take no for an answer, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> I was totally in," because I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't familiar with the with the character itself, other than the fact that the apparently the main creator mm-hmm. of the character didn't like the casting, and I was like, "Boo hoo, too bad really? for you. He's great, yeah." I probably mm-hmm. go ahead. But, yeah, <laughs> I thought- ever didn't like it. <laughs> Dang. Sorry. Yeah, I thought he did a great job. Um, I I hope that in some ways, considering we're doing like multiverse and all that mm-hmm. jazz and I'm going around in circles just to not spoil, but I hope we see him in the future. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I, um, I remember when they did cast, I remember when, when he was cast as Namor. And it's like, it's one of those Marvel castings where I was like, you know, like sometimes you have names in your, in your head for Namor and then 
they go like a different route. I mean, not not just Neymar, just anybody. But they go like complete different route. Like that's why I feel like it'll be crazy if like the Fantastic Four is just completely like nobodies that we just never heard of. But you know, after every after years Please. of everyone wanting like like John, you know, John Krasinski again and all this other Which people. Which is not gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um I was I so so for Tana Kurta, I this was a show on Netflix that I remember watching him on. Um, I think it's Narcos uh, that he yeah. was on. He was really, really good. So when they casted him, I was like, well, that's an interesting cast casting. And then we started hearing like, you know, when the movie was going into fruition, we started hearing all the changes for Namor. And I got it immediately when they were like, want to do kind of like some Aztec kind of kind of thing and kind of not do Atlantis because we just saw Atlantis with yeah. Aquaman and it's going to yeah, be way like, too similar. They learned Mayan. They learned the language. Yeah. They put in so much effort into this. And also mm. when it came to the underwater cinematography, all of that was a tank, <laughs> like a huge ass tank with blue screen. So a lot of them, sorry if you can hear the motorcycles, New York, everybody. <laughs> Um, it's, it, I mean, it's on theme. Mm-hmm. Shuri on that motorcycle. I got so excited. Oh, that, that entire scene, scene, was, scene was I was great. so happy because so I love the car chase scene in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know a lot of people have been like a little bit upset that it's kind of a copy paste and plot and I can see it. Like I won't deny it, mm-hmm. but it did like, it just elevated a lot of the things that at least I left from the first one. So I wasn't mm-hmm. complaining. Same. But um, in terms of the the underwater scenes, a lot of them like had to train to hold their breath up to a certain point, and sometimes they would have to be underwater until the scene was finished. So a lot of it went into those scenes. It wasn't just like, "Hello, let's film in front of a green <laughs> screen and call it a day and pretend mm-hmm. we're underwater when we really aren't." Yeah, Aquaman <laughs> with them fans. <laughs> I'm glad that they didn't. Here. And they they have like a, so an Aquaman too, like. Aquaman in order for so they had this underwater scenes of just them purely underwater but when you want to get in some dialogue in they did the whole thing of like let's do the air bubbles and I think I I think I like the way they kind of handled this uh in the in this movie instead of air bubbles it was like okay there's one section that's like kind of like a cave and then there's like the underwater I, and I liked I liked that a lot and stuff so i just liked i think i i really enjoyed all the changes and stuff because you kind of you have to differentiate it as much as you can from aquaman and it's like dc they've already did aquaman so it's like you want to bring in namor eventually in the mcu so you think about ideas and it's just it just feels very hokey when you'd be like, okay, all right, we'll just, it's Atlantis again, but it's, you know, here's our version of Atlantis. I like that they did all these changes and to bring in more culture with it too. Like, why not? You know? So um, I really loved all, I really liked all of that and stuff too. And I thought the, uh, I thought the way the, the, uh, I thought the way the, the, um, like Namor's people looked too was really cool. The blue, if, if you like, if you just don't think about Avatar, you know, it still works really, really, really well. It makes um, sense when you think about it because yeah. of the lack of oxygen. Yeah, and the backstory too because, is really good. Yeah, because also when they're underwater, they're, they go, they're not blue. They're not blue, A lot yeah. of them are blue. So mm-hmm. it just makes sense that when you're out of water, like the same way that if you're underwater for too long, you start turning blue from the lack of oxygen. The same mm-hmm. way with them when they're um, on land, it's that lack of oxygen. Yeah, and I just think uh, Namor's introduction, what he says, I think all of that. Like you know, my 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 real name is this, but my enemies call me uh, yeah, Namor. Um, I was like, oh yeah. Uh, my people call me Kukulkan, but my mm. enemies call me Namor. Namor. <laughs> like, <"Hey." laughs> I was like, hey. yeah. I was like, I like, I like his no. look too. Just the look. I just think it's like I'm really the glad. Look, it's, it's swagger. Really, um, he was so fierce. There's just this pure energy when he's in a scene and i'm just i hope a lot of good things come out of this for him because he just 
was so commanding. Mm -hmm. And when you have someone like Angela Bassett giving the best performance of the MCU ever, and you're still able to be like on par with them, Mm -hmm. it says Mm -hmm. something. I I genuinely loved him. Hope we see more. He was great. Her scenes were great, Angela Bassett and stuff. So um, no, it's that that scene, like Leo, you were saying that scene that's in the trailer that Mm -hmm. they kept. Mm-hmm. Even though it was in the trailer, I was still blown away. And I was like, this woman mm-hmm. deserves so Even much the, for this they, role. They yes. put another one of her big scenes in the second trailer, too, when she's like, I know what you're thinking. You know, like, we've lost our protector. You know, they're they're vulnerable right now. And then she's like, don't think that, you know. But that scene in general is just great. It's great. It's just a great scene. It's just yeah. like, you feel kind of scared yourself too because you're like well fuck you know but um i thought that was all done really well um let's get into some net some negatives uh i guess for me i think uh, i I think the movie would have been even because i have it i have it at a you know same thing as you josie i have it at uh 4.5 out of 5 i think if the movie just was a little bit more contained and more kind of focused and streamlined and if the movie was at like two hours and like twenty five minutes, I think I think I would have liked it even more. Uh, but the runtime, I don't have an issue with longer movies when it comes to like if you have things to do. But I have an issue where like there could have been things taken out, and it has the things that could have been taken out have nothing to do with the story of the movie. That's all I'll say. I'll get into the spoiler stuff in our spoiler review, but just everything involving Thunderbolt Ross, the what's his name, the the son or whatever, everything involving him, just take it out. All that stuff just like just was in the wrong movie. I felt like I was watching like Falcon and the Winter Soldier or something. I was just like, get this out of here. And Riri Williams, I liked a lot. But sometimes, sometimes Riri was kind of, it did kind of feel like Riri was like a plot device a little bit, but I, I overall liked what they did with Riri. And I remember going into the movie, my main thing was like, I really don't want this to be like a big, when they, at at Comic-Con, when they announced that this is going to end phase four, I was like, man, I really hope this ain't the movie where it's like a bunch of phase five set up. You know, and that's not yeah. what they do. That's not that's not for the most part. That's not what they do here and stuff. But there's little hints of it. And I just like I don't like that. Like, I just I know these movies are streamlined and stuff. And I know this are all connected. But it's like mm, just some of these movies don't need to have all that. And I feel like the black the first Black Panther movie that was dropped right in the middle, right before Infinity War. And I got like I felt no MCU kind of kind of like umbrella over that movie and that was right before infinity war right after thor ragnarok where it could have been a big kind of set piece for infinity war and it kind of is with the wakanda battle in in infinity war but it's the the entire movie is not about all thanos is coming the movie is is, is, (laughs) it's its own story and it has nothing to do with the next movie or the movies before that and stuff. It's it's its own thing. The only time you get like an MCU nod is when they do the the uh post credit with uh with um, Winter Soldier. That's it, you know? And this movie, I was like I was going into it, I was worried that it was gonna be like a big umbrella like non umbrella movie of just like here's what's coming in phase five. So I'm glad it wasn't that. But there's certain things that still kind of do that. Like Riri's only here to set up this Ironheart show that we got coming up. That's that's kind of what I felt like sometimes. But oh, overall, they do a good job at making it its own thing without all of that. So I'll go to you, Leo. Any dislikes or negatives for the movie? <clears throat> yeah, I just think the movie had a lot to do. Uh, maybe it was a little a lot, too much yeah. to accomplish. It was a little overstuffed, I mm-hmm. thought. Especially getting to sit on it for a little bit. I was like, dang, there was a lot to do. So... That contributed to it being overlong. I think there was a a theme that was presented a little bit later in the story that I think maybe could have been moved a little and teased a little bit, but I ended up enjoying. Um, And really, yeah, it's just a little long. I think that's my biggest issue is just that it's 
there's a lot to do in the story. And like you were saying, there's some stuff that can really be cut out. Like, I was just like, okay, the first Black Panther didn't do a lot of this. We didn't need a ton of the MCU threads in this. I liked all of Riri, but there, mm-hmm. there's definitely like one plot thread that I was just kind of like, Ooh, maybe we could have completely even cut that out, maybe. Um, <laughs> we were talking about it before the stream, and we, we'll talk about it more on the spoilers, but I think the story just could have been condensed, like you were saying, a little more focus, just... A little more focus. I didn't have a problem with the suits. I've seen some people and you yourself, Dwayne, <laughs> didn't like some of the suits, but I, I like the suits, man. Like I dug the suits, and I think my biggest problem though is just too much to do in the story. We could have cut some stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I. That was one thing that I kept seeing in, in like the first reactions was it's a lot of stuff, and I do think that's that comes that kind of like kind of you know handles the movie a little bit. There's a lot of stuff happening in here too and i just wanted it to take Lots out of location jumping Lots yeah of location yeah a jumping. lot of that especially towards the end like there's like yeah it's like, i like the look i like the locations but it's like damn we in wakanda yeah, we in this place we in that place we under All the right. sea we had we everywhere so uh josie uh lastly how about you any any negatives i adore this film i think it's (laughs) i just think it's super smart and i think i i i'm glad ryan cooler didn't fail us i will say though um he did the best he could with Mm -hmm. what they had and i think this is the best version we could have gotten because i mean you had 300 pages of a script for the first time then you have this tragic passing that affected everybody and it's still affecting everybody Mm -hmm. you have to retcon all that and then start over so i understand why they went where they went and why the story is so familiar because it's basically t'challa's story but that was shuri who is coming at it from anger and hatred as opposed to t'challa who's just very noble so it's like same story, different font. So I mm-hmm. think that's what's been bothering a lot of people. I personally wasn't as bothered because I genuinely enjoyed my time with it. I will say that I think the thing that most bothers me, I didn't notice that many of the setups until later. Yeah. Because I wasn't really yeah. paying attention to those things. And as for mm-hmm. Ironheart, I didn't even know there was going to be a show, but I was aware she was going to be in this movie and I enjoyed her presence in it. So it Mm -hmm. really didn't bother me. The one person that did bother me was that lady who I'm blanking on her name. I, I, is it, was it, (laughs) that's what I I didn't want to, I I didn't, okay, so let me, okay. Yeah, we can't. The only interesting, the only interesting part about her is when they reveal that she is Ross's ex-wife. Ex-wife. Okay, Mm -hmm. so let me just put like a quick (laughs) minor spoilers, minor spoilers, okay, spoiler warning real quick for the movie. Now, I just real quick, because I do want to touch on this, because it's it's just gonna eat eat at me for two days. Because we're gonna do the spoiler. It's not, it's not even that important. It's, it's not, not important even that important. Lot, You're right. I think we can talk. Um, about it's, it. it's, it's <laughs> by the time you listen to this, it's gonna be Friday, and uh, yeah. the most people would have seen it tonight. We're not doing. But my gosh. You know, but my gosh, that's why it bothers me because it's not important to the plot. Why is at, she at all? It? At all? So what? Okay, so spoiler warning. And like, just skip like three minutes or something like that. Okay, just at least like three minutes. Okay. Anyway, so I'm watching this movie. We have Thaddeus. Is that his, what is this kid's name? Thunderbolt Ross or Thaddeus? Is this, he's 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 the son of Thunderbolt. <laughs> the dude in this uh, yeah. movie, Terrence Ross. I don't know, but whatever. He he's in the first one, of course, and he's great <laughs> in the first one. And he's in this movie, and he kind of doesn't have anything to do. He's kind of just like bumbling around or whatever. So in the movie, literally out of nowhere, (laughs) out of nowhere, Val from from like (laughs) the the Falcon and Winter Soldier show (laughs) came on here, and the way they did it too, they wanted it to be like a oh oh, look it's Val, bro. Nobody cared. (laughs) Nobody, Nobody cared. They're, try, like, they're, <laughs> they're trying to pull a Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury with they, this woman, and, and nobody and, cares. And Feige, a couple years working. ago, Feige needs to realize something. They just need to realize this. 
Feige a couple years ago when they did the Disney Investor Day when he went, when he was announcing some of the shows he said you want to if you want to get the full MCU whatever you got to watch the TV bro nobody not everyone is watching these TV shows so you get it out your head that that everyone knows every every one of these characters cuz like cuz my audience nobody cared like there was no like oh look there was no cheers. There was no gasp. <laughs> it was like Val comes on and it's like a reveal and everyone's like, okay. And she has like four scenes. And I'm like, dude, why is she, what is going on here? That is that that was what I was talking about when I said the MCU, you gotta here's the and I know this is not Ryan. Right? You think Ryan was like, Oh, I want Val in my movie? No, he didn't fucking want Val in his movie. The fucking Feige is like, put Val in there so we can set up some Thunderbolt shit, dude. And like I, I hate that shit so much. So Val was in here, nobody cared. She's like says a few things. She's like, I'm watching you, Thaddeus, or something, and it's so dumb. And I was just like, it pulled me right out. Cause like I, one thing I love about the first movie is how well it feels like its own film. Like, I feel like I can just turn on um, Black Panther, you know, the first one without ever having to worry about anything regarding the MCU. This, I feel the same way with things like Eternals and like Shang-Chi and like some other MCU films where you could just turn it on and it has nothing to really do with the outer, with the greater MCU. But stuff like this that they just drop in for no reason, uh, I just get bothered. And I was like, I'm I'm really glad that she wasn't like a big kind of baddie that was like causing the war of like Wakanda and Talokan because I just would have been done. So, oh, I was I was annoyed. But go ahead, Josie, as far as like why that made you so annoyed when she came on the screen. It was literally that. She had no purpose. She added nothing to the plot other than for the setup. And that's the only time that my bubble was burst. I was like, wait. Exactly. No. What are you doing here? You're taking me out. Because at the end of the day, (laughs) this film, again, is so freaking smart. Because essentially, I remember I was sitting there and I was like, oh, my God, this is a movie about brown on black crime. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Because it's just just indigenous and Latino against... um, black culture and it's just all of us how sometimes our communities are always fighting when really the real villain is these (laughs) white people trying to steal the resources from their culture i mean at the beginning they called out the u.s and france right there in that united nations and i was like yo ryan coogler you really went there (laughs) you really went there because it's true our Mm -hmm. freaking communities have been fighting for so long when really it's like why are we fighting when yeah, it's when these people are. that are taking our culture, our mm-hmm. hairstyles, mm-hmm. our like from women, um, their makeup looks. I mean, what mm-hmm. the heck is clean girl look right now? Yeah. <laughs> what like, is that? You know, talk and it's 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 like you're on a on a really nice roller coaster ride. And then so all of a sudden I, it stops yeah. when Val comes on screen. Exactly. So she's the villain. Yeah, she's like, the real villain. <laughs> yeah, at least listen, like at least the Riri Williams. And Riri Williams, it didn't bother me, but it just it did feel like uh, okay, we're gonna put Riri in this to kind of get people kind of used to the character. And I get it and stuff, but at least Riri had was like directly in the plot, and you know, it had Riri had to do with the whole story of the film. Val and Thaddeus (laughs) or whatever, like they just you you could have scrapped both of them from the movie, and that's probably like what ten minutes gone. Oh, I think his name was Everett. Everett, that's his name. Whatever. Who cares? Just just like take all that stuff out, and and that's like ten minutes that, and that brings the movie to like two hours. It's really not necessary. It's really unnecessary. Yeah, with the with the with the beads. It That's bothered it. me so much, and and I liked him in the first one, but his whole plot he was good. Thing, he had a purpose there. Yeah, it's it's you didn't. He wasn't needed. Like put some more, put some more of that time for like Nakia and and uh and um and uh you know and Baku yeah. and stuff. Like I don't. But need I liked Riri because essentially she was kind of like America Chavez in Multiverse of Madness for sure. Yeah, but I vibed more with Riri because she actually. I don't know. She actually served a purpose. She actually helped. She actually contributed. And 
I don't know. They didn't make it like this whole thing. Also, she wasn't really a damsel in distress per se. Yes, they were trying to kill her, but it just felt different. Because mm-hmm. also just Wanda was just very killer. Like, but that's a whole nother. <laughs> Go back to that review on Cinema <laughs> Um, Yeah, I would agree. Because like, you know, clearly it's like at, at this point, it's like we have a lot of these young Avengers here in these films now. And that's what they're setting up. And um, we have uh, we also have the next movie is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We got another young Avenger that they're going to set up in that movie as well with uh, with um, with Cassie Lang and stuff. So I'm, I'm fine with all that. I get it and stuff. So I wasn't really too I wasn't I wasn't too bullish on on Riri. I thought I thought it was fine. I thought I thought all of her stuff was good. And Dominique Thorne, I like a lot. She had a, not a, a lot of nice little one-liners here. Um, I think one thing I would have like wanted just was like more a little bit more of a connection between her and like Tony Stark a little bit, just because if you know, um, if it, it's if if we're going like she's the new Iron Man or like gonna be the new Iron person, I would have loved to like more of a little bit of a nod to like Tony yeah. Stark. Because um, they do mention, like, is that an Iron Man suit? Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. you know, maybe, like, maybe he... I but don't know, I but. will say, I do like that there isn't a direct connection in this film because, again, it keeps itself contained. And also, yeah. it just speaks a lot to this intelligent-ass black girl in school mm-hmm. that just built this out of scraps. And now yeah. the government <laughs> is using it without her knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you know what? I kind of... We gotta get away from the Tony and Steve reliance. So I'm I'm happy that we're moving on with these characters without having to heavily rely on Iron Man because that was something that a lot of people didn't like about Tom Holland's Spider Man. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that there's not a ton of Iron Man involvement with that character at least yet. For sure, for sure. I and there probably there's probably gonna be more like a more of an explanation of why it's like. You know, you know, you know, in, in in the TV series. So I'm not too like hung up on that, you know, and I kind of want her to get her due diligence in the show. I'm actually excited for the show now. I thought Riri was great. I really did. I liked her. I liked yeah. her dynamic with everyone as well, too. So I thought that all worked really, really well. Um, All right. Let's get some final thoughts on the movie here uh, before we get off the air. Um, I just want to say my quick final thoughts is that, again, I love the movie. Um, I thought it was great. Obviously, it's not perfect. I still think it's still one of the uh, the the best phase four uh, films and just Marvel MCU films in a long time. So I appreciate that. Uh, and I, I just had a good time. And I thought everything that they had to do regarding Chadwick, I thought all of that was done really well and how they kind of build everything up. When, you know, when we're talking about the new Black Panther, I thought that was all done really well, too. And I loved, love, love, love the mid-credit scene here. Just, I loved it so much. I was like, <laughs> I loved, I love the mid-credit scene so, so much. So uh, let's get some final thoughts. Uh, Josie, I'll start with you. Final thoughts on uh, the movie. Yeah, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is simply sublime. I'm sorry to the haters. <laughs> I I just think it's a magnificent addition to the MCU. It elevates their filmography as much as its predecessor. And I mean, what else can we say other than Thanos Huerta and Angela Bassett are literally the heart and soul of this film? Mm-hmm. 100%. And uh, Leo? Absolutely incredible. I mean, this movie is, is great from start to finish. Yeah, there's a couple kinks here and there, but from start to finish, it is a great ride and like you said, man, that post credit scene, oh, so good. And I, Ooh, I just child. love the balance. Ooh, child. 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 Uh, <laughs> I mean, first you're, first you're listening to Rihanna. Yeah. And oh then you get that and you're like. It's just like, wow. <laughs> chills, chills. Yeah. But I love the many different emotions you feel throughout this movie. I mean, you laugh, you cry, you enjoy it. You know, you're focused, you're attentive. It's a good movie, man. I really enjoyed it. And I think it's a nice step in the MCU and and Coogler really just made this his own. And I love when directors get to make really insert their voice into these movies and it really shows here. So very well done. Great honoring chat with Bozeman here. Love the love letter to him and just great movie all in all. 
Also, the soundtrack is out. Go listen to it. The music so in this good. film is oh, so good. Oh, the music so good. So oh, man, there was when, like one... when I started hearing music in Spanish, I was like, oh my gosh, they really did it. This is beautiful. Look at our <laughs> cultures blending so beautifully. Fuck the haters. <laughs> That's one word. Because like, listen, um, you said culture, like Haiti is in the movie and i was just like wow yes i got so excited because i was like talk about that caribbean representation because people forget like i love that this film also touched not only on bringing in mesoamerican culture Mm -hmm. but also how um slavery impacted more places than one and then including the caribbean it was like yes the african ancestry does affect more than one and like it was in the caribbean as well so i like that we were included too and I'm just glad to see that kind of realism in like a Marvel movie because it's just like you don't see that really. And I'm just glad, to especially have, Haiti, that is often yeah, ostracized I was, I was, when it comes to that. I was blown away when I was like, "Oh my god, Haiti!" Yay! I was like so happy to see that. So, um, just the representation in the movie is great as always. Ryan Coogler, bless you, bless everyone involved, bless Ruthie bless Carter with uh, her her. Uh, <laughs> costume design and set design again still really they good better. here i know you i know you have your gripes with the costumes but they better get just the suits the costumes were great listen they better get that oscar nomination for costumes again, again. they don't have to win but come on give them, Actually, for give them what they deserve Queen Ramonda's yes. like Alf. Oof, man, that was insane. But please, so. um, ensemble, nominate them again for ensemble. Ensemble, thank you. Yeah, oh, man. So it was. It was I'm, I, and I and I get, I get, a, I get like goosebumps going back to that Comic Con panel because they were all there, um, including the new, the new actors and actresses. Um, Namora, I forget who plays Namora, but she um, was there. If I'm not mistaken, Mabel Cadena. I might yeah. be saying it incorrectly, but I've been looking at her Instagram stories the entire day because she just keeps posting like all these interviews and everything. And I'm like, look at you go. This makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there. Alex uh, Livinati. Mm-hmm. They were all there at Comic-Con. It was just great. So great, great, great movie. I had a good time. Uh, all right, everyone. That is our review for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Let us know what you guys think about it uh, wherever you listen to this, whether that's uh, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcast, or Google Play. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. As always, I'll go around, get everyone on social media. I'll start with you, Leo. Let everyone know where they can follow you. You guys can follow me over on YouTube at Geekly Goods. Just search it in on that search bar. You'll see two Gs. Come on over, guys. Let's talk some geek. Uh, we got a lot coming up around the corner. Some more episodes of Titans. Um, of course, Black Panther will kind of forever doing a spoiler live stream Saturday. So be sure to tune in to that if you've seen the movie already. And uh, yeah, lots of content around the corner. So come on over, guys, and we'll chat. Thanks for having me on, Dwayne. And if you're on any other social media channels, I'm at Geekly Goods as well. All right. And Josie. You better be talking soon about Studio Ghibli and Star Wars because I'm pumped. <laughs> Yo, hype about that. Hype. TikTok, baby. <laughs> yeah but uh thank you for having me on Dwayne. i really love this film and i'm glad we could talk about it uh you can find me at the josie marie on twitter and letterboxd all right everyone you can follow me on facebook twitter and instagram at cinemania world i uh, thank you guys for all being patient as well we haven't had a show since last month not this past monday but last monday uh, back in october because i got sick last weekend but i'm glad to be fresh and back on the podcast we have I'm a bunch of shows <laughs> thank you i appreciate it we have a bunch of shows coming up this weekend uh tomorrow we have cinemania live with uh, myself and hannah uh, possibly larry for that too we'll talk, talk more about the movie saturday we have our hero hour spoiler talk for uh black panther wakanda forever then sunday larry and i will be back to talk about the box office for the movie and that is it everyone thank you guys for joining us my name is Dwayne. That was Le- not not Larry. That was Leo and Josie. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye. <laughs>